the volume. Moneyline Monaco is proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel is offering users the chance to play free, no deposit required, with a free entry to an NBA contest. Plus, for those who want to deposit, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Why do you play on FanDuel? FanDuel Fantasy is an easy-to-use app. Different and unique contests across sports in relation to your skill level compete for top cash payouts and compete against your friends in head-to-head matchups. FanDuel is offering users the chance to play free, no deposit required, with a free entry to an NBA contest. And FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Go to FanDuel.com forward slash cowherd to sign up today. That is FanDuel.com forward slash cowherd so they know we sent you. FanDuel, more ways to win. Let's go! Back, 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 go back on another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco, Alex Monaco, back here on Hump Day, baby, Wednesday. Thank you for tuning in to this special edition interview with the new homie, my virtual friend, friend from afar, the one and only, you know him. From the viral clips of being an incredible impersonator. The new school Frank Caliendo, baby. The one and only Barstool Sports, Joey Molinero, will be joining us. And not just Joey. We have on a little Nick Saban, a little CeCe, and it could be Collinsworth, it could be Cowherd. Leave that little Costco sample for you there. And we'll get to the gambling interview where we talk a little shot. Get to know Joey. It's a nice, fun conversation all the way across the board. A little bit of sports, a little bit of impressions. But before we get to that, let's just dive in. NBA Parlay screwing us every which way on a Monday. Thank goodness for our lock of the day bouncing back. Man, you, Lester. Both teams to score. You saw me. I was TikTok James Brown getting funky with it. Cashing up both teams to score at minus 140. It closed on Action Network. Don't forget to tail or fade me on Action Sports' app. You better believe it. We are all kinds of dialed in. We're still over 55%. I'm coming up on 400 bets across seven sports. I don't know how we're doing it. All I know is the hair's staying up, baby. But before we get to Joey... I got to throw in a little NBA Wednesday degenerate parlay. I have to do it. I I mean, how do we not? It's three teams. It's an NBA money line parlay. Sleeves rolled up. 
Let's get it. We're kicking it off with the Los Angeles Lakers hosting the Andy Dalton Bad News Bears dressed in red rockets. You already know I'm on the Lakers. Call it a homer pick. Call it an automatic W. For goodness sakes, the Lakers, as many injuries as they have been riddled with, 23-17 and 17 against the West. They're above 500 on back-to-backs. Coming off the New York Knicks last night. And they're 17 and 10 as home favorites. Second best defense going against the fourth worst D in the league. I mean, this squad, the Rockets, they're 10 and 30 against their own conference. They have three wins since March. I have three wins since March. For goodness sakes, they're putting out DJ Augustine with a splash of Kelly Olenek and Kenyon Martin's son? What is this, 2012 with a Mexican Zaga's finest? I'm losing my mind over here. Lakers over the Rockets, kicking it off. Let's keep it moving. And I'm calling a Super Bowl hangover on the Wizards. I'm taking the Hawks again. Took them on action on Monday. They're 16-4 as home favorites, hosting the Wizards in a back-to-back. I mean, Mr. Ice Cube, triple-double, 47-year-long record. Russell Westbrook breaks Oscar Robertson's. You don't think there's going to be a little bit of a Jimmy G hangover? He dropped 28-13-21, and 21, missed a game winner, and still grabbed the Cowherd game ball. He let it off the top of his show yesterday. You gotta love it. That couldn't be any more fitting. But here are the actual Budweiser cold hard facts for you. You had Collins, you had Trey Young, and you had Bogdanovich all put up 25 points or more on Monday night's W. They're 2-0 against the Wizards on the year, and they're 7-3 in divisional games. The Hawks want to stamp and solidify themselves in the playoffs right there in the middle of the Eastern Conference. We got the Celtics spiraling on their shoots and ladders heading backwards. I think Atlanta. Comes in, they take two straight off the Wizards. We don't know if Bradley Beal's going to play. I just need a money line. I will take the five seed over the 10 seed today as my second leg of the parlay. And we wrap it up. And I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. KD is only 17 and 18 against Popovich, by the way, in his, his humble career. Put that in your back pocket. But I got to go. Nets at home. Over the Spurs, this is the second best Brooklyn record in the league against the West non-conference with it at 21-8. and And I know that they're coming off a back-to-back. And I know the Spurs just stepped on my Vince Vaughn from Wedding Crashers jugular. Ouch, ouch, I'm drowning on Monday. But I'm staring at I'm staring at the numbers. The Spurs, they're only 15-17 and 17 after a win. Whole season, a look at that. And they're 9-12 and 12 as road underdogs. This game is in Brooklyn. I think there's going to be a, we gotta get the two seed. We can't walk away in the East with the three seed mentality. They lock in. They come off a game where they had to win against the Bulls. They dial in. And they beat a Spurs team they should unequivocally beat. If the Spurs sauce me on back-to-back parlays, I'm going to trim my fro. I'm going to take my Italian Jewish locks. I'm going to put them in the trash can. I'm going to start all 
over. It cannot happen. It cannot happen. It will not happen. I'll take the Lakers over the old school Rudy Tomjanovich Rockets. The bad news Rockets. I'll take Atlanta beating the Wizards on a Super Bowl. Jimmy G hangover of individual Russell Westbrook accolades. And we end it with the Spurs losing to the Nets. I know I complimented Popovich's Beach Boys flow as the only thing going for San Antonio, but I'm telling you, if the Nets lose this game, Steve Nash, wake up. D'Antoni, wake up. We got to get going. For goodness sakes, we got to get going. Now, without further ado, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast, baby. The one, the only, you know him, Morning Joey. I know him as a virtual homie, the one and only. Joey Molinero, talking all things gambling, sports, and a side of impressions. We hope you enjoy. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review. I'll see you on the other side. The next time you're watching basketball, I've got the perfect way for you to get in on the action for free. I'm talking about NBA Implant. It's absolutely free to play on the FanDuel app and features all the fun of live betting. NBA InPlay turns every quarter of every game into a free contest where you can win real cash prizes. So while you're watching the game, all you have to do is predict the outcomes of plays and game props before they happen to claim your share of the prize pool. Best of all, a new contest starts every quarter of every game, giving you more ways to win. FanDuel is the exclusive home for NBA InPlay, so the action is always available right at your fingertips on the FanDuel app. The app is so easy to use, and it takes less than two minutes to sign up. And it doesn't matter where you live or where you're traveling to, because NBA InPlay is available in every state. Don't miss your shot. Get in the game and download the FanDuel app to start playing NBA InPlay today. All right, welcome to another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. I'm your host, Alex Monaco. Fired up to get the man. I mean, I would say the quarantine hour. Most people get an hour. You had a year just balling on camera. The one and only Joey Molinero. You've seen him on Barstool, of course. Morning with Joey is his show daily. Check it out live every morning, early East Coast. Joey, it's a pleasure to be on with you, baby. How we doing? Dude, thanks for having me, man. I'm uh, I'm excited to be here. Um, it's it's funny you mentioned the one and only Joey Mullen. I'm actually the fourth of of my line of names, so I'm Joseph Frank Molinero the fourth. So there's you know three or four more ahead of me, but uh, no, man, I'm excited. I I appreciate you having me. I love it. Well, that means you're a real Italian. See, I have an Italian mom, a, a Eugene Levy Jewish father, so there is no naming your you know your first son like I am a three after the dad but you're over here the four I mean you're like destined for the league if there is such a thing being the fourth yeah man it's um you know it, it it's it's something that I carry with me a lot of, a lot of pride that I carry with me you know uh, being the fourth one but I um you know a lot of people always say you know you don't look very Italian and I know I got blonde hair and I'm fair-skinned uh, but I blame my grandma for that. She, uh, my, my grandpa looks like, you know, he's in, should be in the Godfather of Goodfellas or something. And then he <laughs> married somebody who looked like me. And then my dad got her jeans and I got my dad's jeans. So, you know, I, I blame that on them, but I do have the Italian blood in me and I'm proud of it. 
It's the business we've chosen. How you doing? There you hey, go. Hey, so so I guess we'll just start out with your favorite Italian athlete then. I mean, before we get into some gambling questions and some fun stuff, uh, growing up, I mean, I know the pride with Marino. Of course, it's not the same with us millennials as Flacco, but I mean, growing up, the pride in the Italian household. Who, who was the favorite team or sport, or how'd you just kind of get introduced into the world of sports as a four-string, a, a four-offspring Italian? Yeah, well, I mean, it ties in with my fandom, um, Franco Harris. He is, uh, you know, Franco's wow. Italian army, man. Um, I, I, I got the jersey. Or my dad has a jersey. It's, it's very big for us. So we love Franco. Um, and then and with that, uh, you know, I'm a diehard Steelers fan. See the helmet right behind me, signed by Chuck Knoll himself. Let's go. Uh, four-time Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer. That was actually a wedding present that I got. Um, I entered into my wedding reception with my beautiful bride. And I look over after I do the, you know, I drop her down, I give her a kiss and I look over to the head table and there's this butte of, uh, you know, I, I said, <laughs> you're I doing my the, the, the actual wedding dance, the big moment you've prepared for like Chandler and Monica don't step on my toes. Yes. Yes. And I do that. And I, you know, I, for, for the briefest second, I take my eyes off my beautiful bride and I look at this and I'm like, Holy cow, what is this Steelers helmet signed by Chuck Noll. It was incredible. My buddies, you know, later that night drunkenly put it on and were, you know, slapping this and everything. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's that's precious cargo. But uh, diehard Steelers fan, man, um, you know, uh, born and raised in Indianapolis. And so was my dad, uh, the third Joe Molinaro. But um, with I tell people all the time, you know, the, the Indianapolis Colts didn't arrive in town until 1984. So my dad was already well into his teenager years, you know, latched onto the Steelers by the time that they showed up. So he stuck with them and, and he passed it down to me. And so, um, yeah, it's a very, very big deal. Uh, and then being three hours down the road from Chicago, I've uh, been a Cubs fan my whole life, you know, Harry Carey, WGN, you know, all that, uh, you know, they're always on TV. My, you know, they're, they're easily accessible, lovable losers until, you know, the last few, you know, five or six years. So uh, those are my, those are my two big fandoms. And then obviously LSU with my ties with coach O and Joe Burrow there. And, uh, yeah, so I rolled the Tigers like we were talking about with Ryan before. Yeah, I just – I didn't really even know what a real sports fan base was like growing up in San Diego. I just – I went to a Cubs game once with an ex, ex-girlfriend, and it was September. This was long before the Cubbies were, you know, going through their lull, if you will. Um, yeah. post, post Moises, pre uh, the run. And I was like, this is sold out in September. They're 20 games under 500. It's over. I'm like, dude, that's the greatest, happiest fan base. Like, how do you grow up angry being a Colts and a Cubs fan now that you got the ring? You just, you have to be good vibes and just like, you know, throw on the Cubs song. Go Cubs, go, baby. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I hear you. And that lasted 2017. That was there 20, about half of 2018, maybe. But then... Later stretch of 2018, they collapsed. And in 2019, I mean, now we're well into like, okay, we had the championship, all good, history. We got the curse over with, all that stuff. That's fantastic. Every now and then I'll throw on the 2016 World Series DVD. That's great. 
But now we're five years removed, Alex. We got to get back. We got to, you know, I want that taste. I want that flavor again in my mouth. That was too sweet. Once they won. Vanilla, baby. Bring them back. Come on, man. Once they won, it was too good. It's like Frank the Tank. You know, when it touches your lips, it's just, it's too good. <laughs> fill it up again. I need to fill up the Cubs keg again, my man. I need to get back there. I want another championship. What was that night like real quick? Give me a little Costco sample. Did you go Frank the Tank streaking? How did you celebrate and where were you? Dang near um, was just, you know, my whole family, besides my baby sister, she's at the time, let's see, she would have been like 13. So she, she didn't give a shit about sports. She didn't care. She was just like, whatever, very blase about it. But my sister, my middle sister, my mom, my dad, me die hard into, you know what I mean? Just like locked in. And uh, so that night we were just at our house watching the living room. Um, you know, I, 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 I joke with people that like, the Raji Davis home run in the eighth to tie it up wasn't that bad for me because <laughs> I was so, so stressed out the whole day leading up and, and the, the beginning of the game that I was probably eight Budweiser's deep by that point, nine. Let's go. And so fill it up again. Yeah. When it happened, I was like, cause I needed that to just keep me at a level head and keep my like heart rate down because I was just so stressed out. And so I was going like a beer and inning. And so by the time we got to the eighth, I wasn't like, <laughs> you know, super drunk, but I wasn't sober either. And so it was like, I, I definitely remember it happening and just feeling like shit, but it would have been a lot worse if I hadn't had, you know, those, those few Budweiser's in me. But anyways, that happened, right that happens. It's like, I had already accepted that we were going to blow it and it was over. So like I, I blew it. I, I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, it is what it is. Just like accept it. It sucks you know, but, but I was setting my bar low. So then when we did come back and then, you know, Zobra shoots it down the line and we take the lead, then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh my God, we're going to do it again. Um, so then once it happened, you know, it's like one of those top five, top seven moments of like your life that you'll just never forget can take yourself back there instantly. You know, what's crazy, Joey, is that rain delay? Like I was sitting there as a gambling man, like whoever's giving the better Pacino any given Sunday speech, (laughs) In the locker room with this odd little rain delay. Because it ain't football. You're not smashing heads. It's baseball. There's head no. games. There's games within the game. You know how it goes. So yeah. I was just like, of all people, I hear through the grapevine, Jason Hayward gave the speech. I mean, what what, what say you in that moment? That was, right. As a fan, to go through a rain delay in game seven, Joey. Oh, my God. I'm still getting over 98 and Scott Brocious over here with the Padres. That's all I have. Yeah, it was. Um, but again, I, that was necessary because I think that just brought everybody, everybody, you know, fans included down to a level head. All right. It was just like we needed that 17 minute break to just like get your mind right. And then did you go beer nine? I mean, are you pacing? I, are you, I, are you I ace? I, did. I think I what cracked open another one. I was talking with my mom and dad and my sister. We were kind of like game planning kind of like mentally hyping each other up to just be like hey we know it's probably going to be a bad break here but you know um you know we got we got next year we got a really good squad you know uh, <laughs> one of those things and um when when, when you know when, when we heard it was jason hayward i remember looking at my dad and i was like i'm pretty sure that they all just decided that they were gonna chalk that one up to jay hay because and I love Jason Hayward. I think he is a Cub for life, and he has turned you know his his Cubs career around big time since he signed in 2016. But yeah. to be honest, Jason Hayward was worse than brutal in 2016. <laughs> and I really think he owed you. He owed you. I really think that the fellas said, 
you know what? We're going to toss this one to Jay Hayes so that he has something that positive that he can latch onto that he <laughs> contributed for the 2016 team. So I don't know if that's exactly what happened in the locker room or the weight room as it goes. You know, I think Rizzo just did him a solid and was like, oh, yeah, if it wasn't for Jay Hay, I don't know if we would have been mentally prepared to win it in the 10th. I don't know. You know, I wasn't in there, but that's where I go to is they, they kind of said, here you go, Jay Hay. Here's your positive contribution to this historic season. I love it, man. And then you just start hugging your family, saying things you don't even yeah, know I, I, or I coming cried. out like. I, I cried. I did. I fell to my knees and my mom, you know, she came and gave me a hug on the ground and I was just. I was, it was tears of joy, but it was just so much tears of just relief, dude. Like, just that it was just over, you know? Over. It just like, you know, not only was the curse over, but the, the game was over and the series was over. It was just done. And, like, that was more so than anything. You know, it was, like, so much – that was the first reaction. And then the happiness and the celebration and the joy kicked in. So – yeah, it was. Tough. I, I felt strangely connected to that World Series because I was a groomsman in Litchfield. Or I'm sorry, not Litchfield. Uh, Schaumburg uh, during the NLCS with the Dodgers, and and they won the series during the wedding. And I was concerned. I was like, I'm gonna miss the Cubs going to the series moment. No, I'm not, because every table had it on at the wedding, and yeah. then the guy who owned the ballroom put it up on the projection screen. I'm like, I'm moving to the Midwest, baby. This is how life should be lived. That's incredible. Yeah. See, uh, you know, for, for you, San Diego folks, you know, and, and before we get into the cowherd, this is a very cowherd take, yeah. you know, the, you San Diego folks, you have perfect weather, you have great food, you have so much to do. You can go boating. You can live <laughs> off of that. Us Midwestern folks, you know, we got our teams, you know, that's what we ride and die with. That's what gets us through. That's what we look forward to. So you know, while you guys are out sailing and enjoying your mojitos, you know, in San Diego in the perfect 74 degree weather with no humidity, uh, you know, we're riding and dying with the Cubs and that's bringing us our joy. <laughs> till, till you take the early bird home from San Diego and then, no, I'm just Get your We're going too much old school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. We can't have it all. I mean, I, I definitely, I definitely understand, but I, I, you don't know what it's like to also, well, I guess Baltimore Colts you do, but in our lifetime, well, lose your team. About the Colts. You're mistaken that. I don't give a shit about the Colts. That's, Look, that's true. That's true. About, you know, that's true. Baltimore, the Colts, all that, but you got Fernando Tatis now though. So you're good. We're living. We're living. So if you were just gambling, gambling question for you and and where are you in the gambling sphere do you because obviously being a bar stool like hopping in the man cave are you are you a huge fan of watching games gambling on games are you casual do you like to kind of just do like the super bowl and the world series things like that or are you more you know just kind of like to observe and you're like i'll put my money i earn my money i keep it in my pocket yeah so i uh a big football better not okay. not big i that's what I bet on the most. That's what I enjoy to bet on the most is, you know, college football Saturday and then an NFL Sunday, just the way it's laid out. It just, it's easier for me to break down than like baseball lines and betting on baseball basketball. There's just too many points. I don't, I can't ever judge. I don't fucking know. And, and you know, the base or the football lines just make more sense to me, you know, where it's, you know, minus three and a half and, you know, minus six and a half is a big one. Like basketball, like, for me, I'm just like, I don't know, minus seven and a half. What is that good? Is that like, you know, like I, I can't <laughs> judge that as well. And there's so many games, you know, so football, 
it's easy for me to just, you know, like I said, my, my college football Saturday, my, college, my NFL Sunday, you, you know, you have your slate at noon on Saturday, 3.30 on Saturday, your primetime games, and you come back with the 1-4 and Sunday night football on Sunday. So uh, more of a football better, uh, definitely. Uh, but then, you know, with March Madness, uh, I get into that. I, I really like to at the very beginning of the college basketball season, when you have those like, you know, like the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, where there's just like, oh yeah, hundred games on. You know, like that's really fun to do. But 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 football is is mainly where I lie for sure. Well, just and you can go into a, a comedic take or an honest take when you go to the sports book and fire uh, because you know you're not in the trenches, if you will, day in day out. Are you a science guy? Do you like looking for like you know a little psychology, a little cowherd psychology, if you will, a little like going against the rival, going against, you know, Dude, you got you to gotta step up. What kind of approach do you take on the tee? Cowherd, Cowherd has messed my mind up in many ways. <laughs> is, is, is gambling. Like, you know, I start taking the Cowherd look of like, I, you know, if, if, if the 49ers are going um, across country to play the Jets, you know, then I'm just all of a sudden in my head, I'm like, well, they have a cross country flight. Okay, I'm not, I'm not getting into Cowherd. I'm getting into Hey, you can bring him on, baby. I got a couple of questions for him. I, yeah, day. yeah, but I just wanted to clarify, like, this is this is just me talking to, like, my brother-in-law. I'm like, they're going across the country. Uh, they are playing in a different time zone. You know, their quarterback had this relationship with uh, the quarterback coach for New York. So, you know, that's Rocky. You got to play in this, man. They're younger kids. You don't know what they're going to get. Like, all that kind of shit. You know, we're, with college football, it's like they had a big game last week mentally 19 20 year old kids how do they recover coming up next week you know all these things and then it totally just fucks my bets and it doesn't it doesn't matter but in my head that's how i justify it is all those kind of cowherd ways for sure i love it man uh and and just because you're in indy i gotta ask you are uh i'm watching just such a fine oil machine just at lucas oil going from quarterback to quarterback not skipping a beat i gotta take one second to ask being uh obviously pride and joy outside of drew Brees in my lifetime philip rivers under the helm what was it like in a happy just nice town to bring in like Philip Rivers, who's not you know he's, he's he's unbelievably polite but once he puts on the helmet it's, you know, we're, we're, we're getting now Bundy with it and little giants. We're ready to go at your jugular. What was it? Was that a treat? Was that, was that a nice little uh, curveball to have someone fiery come in? You know, it's funny. I, I, <laughs> I joked about it before that the Colts hold the record for most consecutive years of having a quarterback that would say, gosh, darn, you know, <laughs> like, when you go from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck to, um, you know, Philip Rivers, you know, like, they just love these kind of quarterbacks, you know? Um, so it was weird. Like I, 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 we embraced him fully. You know, there was a lot of that, not, you know, not we as a fan base, cause I'm not a fan of the Colts, but I did cover them for four years before I joined Barstool. So like, you know, I'm connected with them. Sure. Um, but like the, you know, the, the city embraced it and, you know, it's like Indianapolis is very big on like pleasing the aunts and the grandmothers of the town. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's so thoughtful. Place, that's yeah, so if it plays well with the aunts and the grandmas and <laughs> the moms, then everybody's like, all right, that's probably good. You know, like, and, and so Philip Rivers was right up that alley, says gush darn, says, you know, dadgum, you know, has a bunch of kids, you know, is a religious guy. So 
here I am getting more into like the coward thought, you know? Yeah. I mean, speaking um, of coward, like, if we, yeah. if we well, could bring, if we could bring Colin on for a second, just to ask a couple questions, there's, there's a couple of big names circulating in the NFL right now. And, and actually, if you don't mind, I would like to pick Colin's brain, just, you know, Tebow breaks as coming back to the Jags live on your show yesterday, Colin. I mean, and then you did a nice take in the car where you're kind of feeling like it may or may not work there. I'm kind of all in on it just because of the tight end, you know, a castle on the chessboard, if you will. But what say you about do you really feel if Tebow's going to work there down in Jacksonville? Julie, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Tim Tebow signing a deal with Jacksonville. And, you know, I, I have kids. I've been divorced, right? And so sometimes when I'm talking with their mother, with my kids, I remind them going through school, it's not about what you know. It's about who you know. Tim Tebow, the perfect example of who you know. Urban Meyer, uh, yeah, you may have remembered him, you know, was a Fox Sports employee. Now he's a head coach in Jacksonville. He is his mentor, his friend, his college coach. And everybody says, but Colin, I don't think it's going to work. This is the only place that Tim Tebow can work. He's friends with the coach. He's a hometown kid. It works geographically, regionally. Tim Tebow, not about what you know. It's about who you know is hurt. <laughs> and 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 speaking of, of which, Colin, I mean, that's that's – absolutely spot on in terms of who you know in the industry i mean we may be watching an aaron Rodgers divorce here happening right in front of our eyes in green bay um it's like the the curse of the 17th season bart Starr couldn't get there brett Favre couldn't get there if aaron was sitting with you right now little little comedians in cars getting coffee if you will what would you say to him First of all, I know that uh, Aaron Rodgers, not a big fan of Uncle Colin Noose. <laughs> I've heard he's uh, not a big fan of mine. He's got rabbit ears. You know, he's got Kevin Durant. He's always on their phone. Some people can block it out. Some people can't. Aaron Rodgers, one of those guys who can't. Okay, Joy. So you look at Aaron Rodgers and I say, take it from me. I've been divorced. All right. Sometimes it's just best to end the marriage. Don't try to have a baby to save the marriage. Don't try to buy a new house, a new car, a new jet ski to save the marriage. Cut your ties. It's been a nice 16 year run. Cut your ties. It's going to be best for the organization. It's going to be best for the kids. Take it from me. I've been divorced. I know about splitting up, being away, getting divorced. All right, take it from me. Aaron, if you're listening, and I know you are because you have rabbit ears, just do yourself a favor and don't have a baby with the organization split up. Is there? <laughs> and, and speaking of, of being on the cusp here, I mean, I'm of the belief that the Browns uh, with or without Baker Mayfield in the picture have probably the most oh, decorated roster going into next year. Colin, I got to ask you if the Browns make a serious run, they go to the Super Bowl, they win the Super Bowl. Will you come on there? Will you say anything special to not just Browns Nation, but Baker? You know, Alex, it's, uh, it's funny. And uh, Joey, I don't know if you saw this, but um, when you look at the Browns roster and Baker made, the Browns roster is like the rich family you grew up with. 
all right? The dad owns a Fortune 500 company. They have resources. They have everything. They have money. They have the goods. They have players in every position. And then they have a son who's a little on the edge, kind of a screw up, running from the cops. I've got video. I've got the police video. I can pull it up right now, running from the cops. They have a son, Baker Mayfield, who gets everything handed to him. He's taken the Ferrari to prom. Even though he's successful post-college, you know, had some runs with the cops. Even though he's successful post-college, it's not because of what he did. It's the situation. Situationally, he got born into a Fortune 500 company. He got handed the keys of the Ferrari. That's what Baker Mayfield is. Even if he wins, it won't be by the hands of Baker Mayfield. It's because the Browns roster, the millionaire, multimillionaire, Fortune 500 company dad, handed it over to him. <laughs> well, Colin, I appreciate you coming on. It was, it was great to meet you last week. The, the restaurant on Hermosa is top shelf. And, uh, you know, going to keep jamming and listening to you on the air and, and chat with Joy about all these takes that are more than necessary in the world of sports. Thanks for hopping on with me, baby. Here's Joy Taylor with the news. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I re- while we're just in the world of football, I, I have to bring on Nick Saban because what happened with Mac Jones at the sports book as a gambling guy, you know, Vegas behind me. I'm over here thinking Mac might be going at minus 370. It was as high up to, to the Niners. All of a sudden, they throw us a nice little old school Boise State, you know, the play that screws us all, and they go Trey Lance. So, Nick, while I have you here, you know, what actually happened on the fishing boat with Bill Belichick this weekend when you guys hung out? And, and what did you talk about with Mac Jones, a mafia or no mafia that you can speak on? Well, Alex, I appreciate you having me on your program. And I get this question a lot about a guy like Mac Jones. I, I'm going to tell you the thing about Mac Jones is he's not a McDonald's kind of drive through kind of guy. Right, so if you don't have patience and you don't want to hop in the Chick-fil-A drive through because you don't want to wait on a better product, then Mac's not your guy. If that's what the 49ers are going with, then that's fine. I don't know. I don't have time. I'm trying to run a football program here, all right? Now, I'm with Bill Belichick. I'm not going to let my secrets out to you, all right, because I don't really know you. I don't know you, so you can write what you want to write. You can say what you want to say, all right? But when it comes to my program and when it comes to my friendship with Bill Belichick, I'm not going to relay any of that information to you, all right? So just quit asking. All right, that's fair. Well, on that note, since you can't relay any information, can you tell me of another one of your Baker Dozen's kids that got drafted? Can you, can you give me a Steve Martin cheaper by the dozen favorite child? Who is your favorite player that went into the league this year? And just give it to me straight, please, so I can take my correct rookie of the year. Well, Alex, uh, and I get this question a lot because I put so many people in the NFL, so many players in the NFL, I – now, I'm not going to pick one of them, all right, because that'd be like picking my favorite son. I can't do that, all right? So you're going to put me in this bad position and write what you want to write and make some sort of storyline out of something that's nothing, all right? So you ask me that question, I'm not going to pick one of them. So don't bring that nonsense into me, all right, because I'm not going to pick one of them. So just do me a favor, and I need you to get off my back and quit asking. All right, all right, all right. All right, well, I ha- I just I'm getting pressure from everyone to ask you, are you going, let's say – Bill Belichick decides to give the keys away. You have your former quarterback in New England. Is there a world where you sail off into the fishing boat sunset 
coaching Belichick squad and moving to the NFL like we still all want to see you do? Well, I mean, you said it yourself with the sailboat. I got my boat on my lake down in Alabama. I don't know if you know this or not, but Massachusetts is pretty cold. I, I went from LSU to Miami, from Miami to Alabama. You think I'm going to be the Patriots head coach? I won't say it. I'm not going to be the Patriots head coach. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but I got a freaking statue outside of Birmingham I, or Tuscaloosa. Whatever it is, if it's Birmingham, Tuscaloosa, I probably got them both there. All right, so I have a dynasty there at Alabama, and I'm not going to go wasted on something in the NFL up there when it's cold and I can't go fishing on my boat. All right. All right. That's fair. Well, Nick, thank you for hopping in. I know that's, you know, it's one question too many going into halftime with the water. I, I appreciate the extra one. And just on the note of what's going to happen in your future, I want to bring on one more guy just to talk a little bit about the future of not just the NFL wide receiver, but I have Chris Collinsworth here, uh, one of the best color commentators, uh, co-founder of PFF. Of course, I want to start with what it's like to split a steak without Michaels uh, breaking bread, but I'll, I'll go with the uh, Jamar Chase, Joey Burrow reunion, Chris. I mean, you don't see college quarterback and wide receiver come back together again in the NFL very often. I mean, where were you in that moment and, and any words of wisdom for your Bengals getting back to where they want to be? Boy, Jamar Chase is one hell of a player, isn't he? I mean, you look, and I saved my time down in Cincinnati when I was playing, Al. I mean, I love the song Super Freak by Rick James. That was a very popular song. And I look at Jamar Chase, and I say, boy, that guy is one super freak. So I can't wait to see him with his old college quarterback, Joe Burrow. I mean, how about that, Al? A better tandem than me and you is Joe Burrow and the super freak Jamar Chase. I can't wait. There is no doubt about it. <laughs> and just the the fly on the wall, we all want to know what it's like when you bring in quarterbacks for Sunday night prep and you're sitting there with Al and you're talking shop. And, of course, you know, nothing outside of that room gets out. But I'm kind of asking you what something inside that room that you can let out could be a little therapy. This is a safe space. Anything you want to share with any quarterbacks that have kind of come to you hat in hand? Boy, what a question. I don't want to give too many secrets away. Pull the curtain behind the magic with me and Al. But I will say that Al, speaking of super freak, he gets a little freaky in there. Some of the questions that Uncle Al asks, I just don't know about. I shake my head. And I say, I can't imagine what the country, what Alex would be thinking if they were sitting in here right now. And so I don't want to give too much away, but let's just say it gets a little kinky in there with Uncle Al. <laughs> uh, and I got to ask just on a personal note, you know, I'm half Jewish. It's not every day you get a potential member of the tribe may or may not go in the hall of fame. Of course, Julian Edelman, three-time Super Bowl champion, one-time Super Bowl MVP. I'm just from a, a guy in the six foot club to a guy not in the six foot club. Chris, um, do you think this guy has a shot uh, uh, making the hall? I don't see why not. I mean, you look at what he did in his playoff career and from the playoffs alone. He could have an argument to be a Hall of Famer. Right? Yeah, there's so many games that we did where you just look at Julian Edelman and you say, here's a guy that just knows how to get the job done. You know, I watch him on film or I watch him in a regular game and I just say, wow. 
I mean, that guy looks good doing it. He's got abs. He's got a beard like none other, and he gets the job done. There is no question. <laughs> Chris, thank you so much for coming on, man, and, and Nick and to Colin. And I did want to throw out one last question. I don't know who wants to hop on to the characters, but, you know, just like quarterback and coach, you know, the, the, the perfect marriage, if you will, if it does exist and, and just me being single and, and still swiping my life away over here and, and really trying to find uh, my Brady and Belichick in the opposite gender, you know, any advice for just when, you know, you found the one and is it the same to when you found the quarterback one and, and when to hang on and when to sign the long-term deal, any, any advice for a young lad out here? Woo. Um, you know what? This is just from me as a married man. Oh, I thought he was going into one of the characters. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's bringing Colin back, baby. This is an on. <laughs> um, if he, now that was almost Colin's way. If you go searching for it, you won't find it. It's got to come to you. It's got to come naturally. So... I understand you got to do what you got to do with the swiping. That's fair. That's, that's, that's perfectly. Uh, We're in said, quarantine over here, Joey. There's no other said, options. You said Eugene Levy earlier, you know, I'm going to go American pie on you. Yeah. It's, it's perfectly Please. natural, perfectly normal, <laughs> natural, uh, thing uh, to do that. But I will say I met my wife and just happened circumstance. Wouldn't even thought what that was going to happen. So maybe Alex, you're at the sports book the next time. <laughs> and you're laying down your money to fucking say, you know, put, uh, uh, give me a hundred on, you know, uh, Steelers minus three in the fall. And, uh, and, and then all of a sudden the lady of your life, you know, she puts it down as well. And you say the same bet and you're like, holy shit. And then, you know, music starts playing. It's like that one song. It's like, you say, I only hear what I want to. And then you guys go on your like, you know, dating excursion. So if, if you go searching for it, it won't happen. It's got to find you. The you know? man is just killing it. That's a sports center top 10 web gem answer right there. That was a little bit of Colin, a little bit of Collins worth side of saving, catching yeah. a release on the boat, baby. He's they, all all, they all come together, you know, then that makes just me. That makes Joey, you know, this so is, that, this that is fun. why you're, you're the man and they pay you the big bucks, baby. Well, Joey, thank you so much for coming on. You're, you're more than humble. You're more than gracious for, for spending some time thank with you. me talking some shop and just going into character. I mean, get this man, uh, some more stage time at the at the uh, at the Natty Character TV SNL. Are you listening? <laughs> hey, thanks, dude. Uh, do I mean you got to You got to you, You're my leeway in the uh, coward here. I gotta. We gotta make this happen. What's What's the deal? I mean, dude, you you. I'm 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 over here Stockton, and you got a, you got the Hornacek play call for me. A little Malone. I'll, I'll set a high pick and roll for you, man. You tell me. I, I mean, come on, like you, you're on his network. This is all brought to you by, you know, the herd, Colin Cowherd. Let's, you know, let's, uh, if I got to come out to California and make it happen, then I'll do it. But I, need Hey to man, I do. I got to You know, I know Midwestern saying me cost a suit cost. So we got an extra bedroom right here. We're not, we're not with a wifey. We got to ask and, uh, my homie Joey come over, come down to SoCal. We'll go get a herd burger and, uh, Hell Talk yeah. some shot, baby. But hey, I'll tell you one thing: Molinero is going to be in his noggin now that he's on. That, now that Joey's on the network, there is no Joey something. It's Joey Molinero. 
The fourth. <laughs> That's right. The fourth, man. That's awesome. Oh, I'm off book, baby. I'm an actor by trade. I got you. I'm got. I got you on a whole ringside intro when you meet him. A whole. You, I imagine you're six two with a chest. Uh, like a D one receiver intro. Six one on a good day. Six. I knew six, it. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it. Let's do it, man. That sounds good, buddy. And that about does it for another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. Big ups to the homie Joey coming on, just crushing it. I mean, I didn't think he was going to give me an actual Joey hot look and a listen on what I'm going to do with my future wife. This man's seeing the future. Don't call it Ethereum. All right. Thank you to Ryan on the ones and twos. Big shout out to Joey for coming on. Appreciate you all listening. Hope you got something out of that. If anything, a chuckle. Again, don't forget to subscribe to me, to, of course, the pod, the Volume Sports YouTube channel, Taylor Fade Me on Action. And you know, Friday, big announcement, big Barry Zito curveball. We got something fun coming at you. Cannot wait to show you what we have in store. That's it for me. Thank you for tuning in. You don't forget to hug your mother. I'm out.